How did you guys do it when I wasn't here? Did you start talking about stuff? We were probably talking about how you weren't here. So we should start by talking about how Adam's not here because Adam is on a cruise. Why? I don't know. It seems like the right thing to do, I guess. <laughs> Why would you be on a cruise right now when we're podcasting? When you could be podcasting with us and we're so much cooler. I don't know how to flip the little light that tells people we're recording in here either. So we may have unexpected guests. Except no one thinks that Adam's here today. No one thinks that Adam. So that's good. So it's weird that people are even in here. So to recap, episode 23. Three. The we finish each other's sentences episode. Adam's not here. <laughs> so it's just the two of us. Yeah, no, don't sing. We can make it if, <laughs> if we, we try. try. <laughs> just the two of us. The other thing that you should know is normally Adam is the person that does all the recording, all the post-processing, all the editing, pretty much anything that takes our podcast from three guys screwing around in a room to like a Glorious, podcast. Yeah. glorious successful like sounds professional like something you'd actually want to listen to he's gone so anything that sounds terrible with this episode is 200 percent. is it my fault because i'm sitting in front of the computer yes all right however on the flip side if this is our best podcast yet and it sounds better than any other one it doesn't matter because it's still his studio. We can't use it if he's not here. We'd have to like come but in after But we did work, something better. I guess. I don't know. I think up until now, like the podcast that you and him did together is actually our best one. So like the most people listen to it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, episode 23, we're going to talk about Mario Kart and we're going to talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2 and we're going to talk about, I don't know, how much Cliff hates competitive play games now, I think. Um, Nintendo Switch is back in order on, no, Nintendo Switch is available for order, and uh, Blizzard is going to release three new Overwatch maps this year, which is pretty exciting. We'll talk some questions from Vinny and a couple of other people, and uh, talk some cheap free games because Xbox Game of Gold was announced, and uh, we'll see where we get. Again, I apologize beforehand. And if there's any sports fans out there, this is actually Michael Jordan's favorite episode of our podcast. So, the Michael Jordan episode. Yeah, he's he's number twenty three. That's his number. <laughs> so everyone, everyone, they they copy his number. Thank you for <laughs> for those of you who didn't get the joke. Just spelled it yeah. right out. So, anywho, but he's important. So he's if he's right. important and he likes this episode, you should like it too. You think we should mail it to him? Yeah. Do you think you can get Michael Jordan's home address? Maybe a fan club or something. Perfect. Do you think he still has a fan club? He retired like yeah, 20, no, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know. I stopped following basketball yeah. in like 1989. He won so. a lot. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway. What did you win a lot at? <laughs> what did I win a lot at? Um, or lose a lot at? I won a lot and lost a lot of uh, Hearthstone. Um did you win more than you lost? Yes, because I am ranking up. Nice. If I was losing more, I would be ranking down. Excellent. Um, I'm not going to get too high this season. There's only uh, the rest of the month left, so a couple days. How short are their seasons? Month, like, monthly. Oh, wow. So, so you have to re-rank every single month? Yes. However, based on how high you are, you get a certain number of stars going uh, into the next season. So okay. you don't always you don't go back to 25 um, if you're like... Even in the tens or so, you're gonna be. I don't. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but so you don't always have to do those those grindy early levels. Um, however, it's much harder to rank up as you get higher. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, my buddy, however, just got to rank five, I think. Nice. So he's he's working on Legend by the end of this season. That's crazy. Um, and that's the first season in this new format. So, Do you think a lot of that is, I mean, as someone who plays Hearthstone, is it, I mean, obviously some of it's just individual skill. Is How much of it is skill versus the deck you have? I think it's it's a combination of skill. It's a combination of the deck that you're playing. And it's a combination of how much time you actually devote to playing. Oh. Because if you win more than you lose, if you play enough games and you keep winning more than you lose, you, you grind will your grind your way up. And you're never going to get to the highest rank without doing that. Because you just, even the best players only are going to win a little more than 50% of their games. What anyway. do you think your win-loss percentage is? <sighs> Probably a little above 50 at 51%. this point. 51%? <laughs> and I mean, that's the reality of competitive gaming, really. Um I think unless you're playing on even such a high level, and then when you're matched up with those people on that same level, you're still only winning yeah. a little bit more than you're losing. Um, anyway, I look forward to playing a little more in the next um, in the next season as some the meta grows a little sure. bit. And they're um, releasing a bunch of new cards, aren't they? Yeah, so we just got a bunch of new cards, and there's a couple decks that are really broken using quotation um marks and it usually these decks that even seem super powerful you come to find out that they still only win 50 percent of their games they're really not that overpowered but they can feel that way um sometimes more so when the deck isn't very interactive with the opponent it either works really well and it wins or it doesn't it doesn't you don't outplay that deck it's just if they draw the right cards so those decks tend not to be fun to play against and there is one of those in particular that i've encountered a few times and it's like that's not fun but if they don't really draw that right hand you can crush the deck pretty easily and stop the combo from happening and if that happens then the deck just has no chance against against you so that's kind of how certain decks do tend to be more competitive in a meta so unless you're playing those kinds of decks there tends to be a lot of them however if you choose to play some really niche deck you're probably not not going to do as well um Sorry, I'm looking for the light that I flip on so people know we're recording. <laughs> I've seen Adam do it like 50 times. I yeah. swear there's just a light switch down here. I there is a switch. It's probably no right doing. in front of you. Whatever. Um, anyway, but that's, that's that's cool. I will we'll again talk about that more as I learn more when I when I play <laughs> more um, as the this particular format. May's Dylan's month. He's going from what what's the lowest rank? 19, 20, 25, 25 to five. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the single digits. Next month, hopefully. Think? That's, that's and the highest you've been so far is what, 14, 15, 14, 16? Between 10 and 14 somewhere. I don't remember exactly where, where it was. Um, but I would like to break into single digits. Sure, that'd be um, great. And then maybe to legend rank. But, that'd be really cool. Um, other than that, before uh, I mentioned Overwatch, because we did play that together. We did. Um, Overwatch I, Uprising. Yeah, so we'll get to that in a second. However, I tried Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Which, which is I adore. I that love that game is game. amazing for co-op, couch co-op type game. Um, adorable little creatures controlling a ship. You have space bunnies. Space bunnies that don't don't forget that they're space bunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool how there's just more things to do on the ship than there are players. Um, even with four players, but I think playing this with two. People is real fun. Three, I think, is probably going to be the perfect number I to play this with. A, I've played with two, and I've played with three, and I think three is the sweet spot. Because um, you spend um, 
so there's four cannons around the ship and on the starting ship. I believe there's more ships, right? Yeah. As you get through the game. Or you upgrade your ship. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't gotten I've only gotten maybe to level two or three. Yeah. I've beaten level two, so I must have gotten to three or four. I don't know. I fought some big end guy, it was great. Um, but anyway, when you start the game, I'll say, because I haven't played through enough yeah, to know. Right. You have but four. It looks like there's more ships that you can unlock, so maybe they're laid out differently. But there's a there's a cannon on the top, bottom, left, and right side. There's a, uh, like a captain's wheel in the middle. There's a shield, so you're able to rotate the shield around the circular ship. And um, there's also a giant cannon that constantly yeah. is spinning around the ship, but you don't control where it is, but you choose when it fires. Right. Um, and that's really cool because you have to use ladders to – it's not a very complicated maze around the ship, but it is – you learn quicker paths. Yep. Um, so it's just laid out so it, there's a little bit of early game challenge to figure out when's the right time to move. And you can play a lot of different ways if you want to just go full aggro and just fly through levels and just shoot. Or if you want to like fly into a group of enemies, stop. Someone jumps on the shield, they move the shield, someone gets on the cannon – um, so there's different that's what you, play played. you played kind of a slow explorative. Yeah. That's what I did too. We really like we wanted. Got, to... We got all ten of the space bunnies every level. Yeah, and and really go make sure there was no fog left on the yeah. map when we we're done. Because um, the more you explore, the more upgrade jewels you yeah, get, get for your ship. To and that instantly makes the game more fun when you get different cannons and things. Yeah. And I think what the thing that I think is coolest about Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time, which if you have a PlayStation or an Xbox, you've had a chance to get that free for free in, yeah, the, past. in the last three or four months. Yeah. And so if you miss that, shame on you. I got um, it for both. Yeah, so. I got it for both for free. <laughs> and I already owned it for the PC. Um, I think the thing that I like most about it is that the people you are playing with do not have to be gamers to enjoy it. Um, like, especially if you put them on the shield, the shield is super simple. It's just a matter of kind of rotating it around the ship. You give them one post and let them do that and my wife played um so me and my wife my son played and i would be the pilot my kid would do the guns and my wife would do the shield and like she she not only like doesn't game she actively dislikes gaming i think and so like for her to just be able to hop in she has no skills and and so and she did great and it was super fun we probably played it for I'm going to say like two or three hours over the span of two or three days and had a great time doing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely a game you could hop in with, you know, a spouse or, uh, you know, your partner or just friends that don't game normally and, and show them a really good time. Yeah, and I think that's the cool thing about this game is it's accessible for anyone. You can make the game more or less challenging for yourself based on your play style yeah, how fast you go. and how many people you want to play with. And yep. um, you'll yeah. enjoy it. Anyway, it's just a very satisfying, fun, light game. Um, I think that's the reality. With four people, the game would... I don't want to say it's going to be easy, because that game's never going to be easy. But with four people, it would probably be, at least in the first handful of levels, probably pretty non-challenging. Yeah. Um, and it'll give you a chance gorgeous. to really figure the game yeah. out, too. Um, it's super pretty. I mean, not even pretty. Like It is pretty because it's just bright and colorful, but like the characters are just adorable doesn't don't you have a, a dog too like it seems like there's a space dog no maybe that's if you play single player i think you get like a space dog because okay. you, you can't play it single player which i can't even fathom imagine how, how that, that would, would work go, yeah it's gonna be a race to the yeah to find some more life occasionally i assume you but... just have to kind of like park yourself and then like, yeah between it's... shield maybe like i said maybe the dog helps and does like guns or something i it, it it's like in my head, but yeah. not quite. Yeah, I haven't tried that, so because I don't think of it that way. But I definitely highly recommend this for anyone looking for 
a co-op game to play with a spouse, a, a little sibling, anybody really. Yeah. Um, you're going to have a lot of fun playing this. Um, and then I popped GTA V in my I Xbox love that One. Game so much. I really haven't played this much since they put it on the Xbox One and the newer mm. generation. I played it when it first came out on my Xbox 360, played it a bunch, and then I got, I bought it again when they re-released it, and I really didn't finish playing it, so I'm starting the story over and just yeah. going through it now and enjoying it because it it's one of my favorite games and it will be one of the greatest games of all time. And for a game that's three years old, it is still spectacular. I did the same thing where I bought it on the 360, like, I think... Like almost within maybe a month of when it came out, and played like probably halfway through the story, and then just got distracted by something else, and then rebought it. I'm gonna say like end of last year, end of last year, and just it's so fun, it's so pretty, and I haven't even even sort of gotten to the online stuff. Yeah, I've I never it's spectacular. The yeah, I know a bunch of people that love GTA Online. I've never even really delved into that. Yeah. I'm. I have such a good time just exploring, and I've barely scratched the surface of that city. And the story's so good. Like I've never gotten into the story really of any of the other ones, and I adore the story of of five. It is, it is a great story too, because it, it starts off in such a quirky way. Like the Michael, the the main. Um, he's the more. He's me if I had millions of dollars and was the next mob boss. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of the average you know? yeah. middle-aged guy. He's average except he lives in a mansion. Yeah, know? but it, like compared to the crazy other guy oh, yeah. and What's that dude's name? Because he's, uh, Trevor. Trevor is by far my favorite like, character. That character is great, but then, yeah, frankly, on the other side, who's the young young kid? So yeah. Michael's kind of the middle ground. is, And I... He's not really the level head. That's not the right word because no. he's they're all bonkers. <laughs> because at some point in time he pulls down like a guy's you know two story deck down a cliff yeah. because he's mad <laughs> because his uh wife um was cheating on him with her tennis coach and <laughs> the tennis coach just hid in that house. It was not his house. I love it. And that's how this story is propelled forward and you have to come up with two and a half million dollars to fix this guy's house. So good. This uh other legitimate He's supposed to be a legitimate businessman, but he still comes knocking on your door with a, a dude. He's got a enforcer with a baseball bat. I think so, legitimate uh, businessman is just a you know like a code name for mob boss. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the way that story just kicks off, so so good. I I love it, and that's um, literally like as far as I got when I played it the second time. But it was still super enjoyable. They just yeah. released a new online mode too. That's like top down yeah. racing. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that, that. So I love that because I did play. I love. GTA Chinatown Wars when they did that too. Yeah, yeah. and I that played was GTA fun. One. Yeah, um, back in so, the day. Even though those games are nothing like no. the current GTAs, they're fun. Like those games were always good. So it's great stuff. Um, that's fun. And then I just played Overwatch with you. Yeah, on we played Friday night. Yeah, you can actually go check it out on our Twitch channel, which is just twitch.tv. Slash bite me podcast. Um, I think it'll stay up there for a while. We might have to archive it i don't know i don't i don't honestly know much about twitch to be honest it's like maybe the third or fourth time we've used it yeah and and unfortunately our i went and listened to it afterwards and our vocals are way low way like low our, our the game audios <laughs> yeah the game audio is real high but yeah. it's fun to watch if you haven't checked it out yet um what did you think i talked about it a little bit about it last week what were your thoughts on it i really enjoyed the uprising event so again just to recap what that is um they added a pve mode to Overwatch, where you and three other um, compadres will fight through 
a bunch of robots and complete a series of objectives rather than playing player versus player six on six competitive Overwatch. Um, and I was, I think it works really well. We played in both modes where we're playing as the the thematic characters yeah, the four, in which that that story is set, which is Torbjorn, Reinhardt, Mercy, Mercy and Tracer, which is obviously going to be a little more challenging because you're not going to pick the character that you're really familiar with. And For instance, I was Tracer. I've never played Tracer before. Like, literally, we started like, okay, guys, um, what does Tracer do? <laughs> yeah, and she's one of the harder characters to play. Real like, hard. she is, but, I mean, she's a very strong character, yeah. but when you're... Not played by me. And you're teleporting around the map and, like, rewinding and stuff, like, that is obviously, on the surface, a complicated character versus... Someone like Soldier 76 who is... He's got a gun. He's just a guy with a gun and you can shoot missiles out of the gun and then you can heal yourself and run like any other first-person shooter. Um, but those characters do work really well within the grounds yeah. of Uprising, um, just the way they fulfill the roles. Torbjorn is, I think, the strongest character and without him... It would be really hard, I think. And I've beaten it without him, but it was way easier. And, and Dylan plays a really good Torborn tune, uh, too. And so it was, it was, I've beaten it without him, but it was way easier to beat with him. Yeah. Um, having that turret being basically all eyes for yeah. you at all times um, helps out so much. Yeah, there's a portion of it where you have to guard um, a vehicle, I guess, kind of, a, a payload. The payload. Against these splicer little robot things that just kind of fire lasers at it, um, both in a, it's just sitting there as you're trying to get it going, and in a, as it travels down a path, and the, the, the turret is immensely helpful in yeah. both. So. And the rate at which you get your ultimate as Torbjorn is very helpful, too, yeah. so um, you're constantly using that throughout um but I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked that the characters translated into a mode like that because they're obviously designed to be player versus player. Right. So you never know how that's going to work if some abilities are going to be useless um, when you play versus a, a larger number of bots than you would ever see in in a competitive Overwatch match. So Yeah, and uh, if, you, if you're interested in checking it out, by the time this airs, you'll only have like three or four days left to play it. It ends May 1st, unfortunately, um, which I personally am really disappointed in. I think I actually like it more than I like Overwatch, to be yeah. honest. Um, but I mean, you know, in two hours, I, I think the thing that actually surprised me most when we were playing is that I'd kind of come into it like, oh, yeah, we've beaten this. I'm sure we can beat it again. And I think we beat it like our second time and then lost like three or four rounds um some of them badly yeah and then of course i got kicked my i disconnected yeah, for a Dylan minute so that got nuked from two different games yeah so um, that kind of does that doesn't really help yeah um, that if, like that game with three people is hard yeah. really hard um but yeah we we did it once with the traditional characters and once with just whatever characters we wanted um but i mean that's out of probably i'm gonna say seven or eight games so because it yeah. takes about 15 minutes to play kind of win or lose really because you usually don't lose at the first um except when we went from i think normal difficulty is the easiest and then there's we went one step up from there and we wiped four minutes in it's really hard <laughs> yeah um it is a fun challenge um for the more hardcore Overwatch players, this might not be something that's going to interest them in the long term. But if they add other maps, oh, I would. This they, is a great addition to. I tell the you, game. if they released this game with ten maps, I would, I would buy it in a heartbeat, and I would probably never play Overwatch again. Yeah, um, 
But it sounds like, I mean, they're doing such a good job with these events. It sounds like this is something that will likely stick around. Maybe I'm just saying that. I, did, I have not heard no rumor of if this is sticking around, but I'm just going to say things well-received like some this of them have. are going to, like the Capture the Flag, yep. for example. It's not a competitive mode, but it's something they've... Oh, does that still exist? I think you can still oh, we play. We should play that. That'd be um, fun. I love, I love kind of Capture the Flag stuff. Yeah, so, so that, that was fun. Um, so I think if the community speaks up, they're... They've obviously listened in the past, um, and they're very into that community around the game. So if we'll talk a little more Overwatch later, we've got some some new news on it. So yeah. I think that's good. So you talk about your games now. Well, first I'm going to talk about Adam's games. Um, no details, but just so you're wondering, Adam right now is sitting on the deck of a cruise ship, um, getting a tan, and playing Persona 4 Gold on his brand spanking new Vita, and Ocarina of Time on his 3DS, which he'd never played. So. Uh, presumably next week he'll uh, regale you with um, stories of cruise shipping and playing old video games on handhelds. <laughs> it sounds like when I was six and in, <laughs> that's exactly like, on my way to. to school with my mom. But that's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see, what did I play? So I, you know, unlike me, actually, I did not play a ton of games this week, um, and nothing new. Uh, I. Played some of the division, which I'm playing with my brother, um, and the division is really fun and again, kind of very realistic. Um, and I like the I like the progression of it, um, where you kind of start out in this, you know, bombed out. I mean, not bombed out because it's a virus that's done it, but whatever. Um, this horrible version of New York, and then just kind of your goal is to kind of build this base of operations for your kind of spec ops teams and. Every mission you do gives you, you know, the ability to increase your security or your medical or, you know, all these different parts of this building. And I've just really enjoyed it so far. You get a lot of cool guns and, um, you know, I have some kind of probably small complaints about it. Like there have definitely been parts that are like, where are we and what are we doing? And we got kind of stuck between two missions where we were having a hard time telling where we were supposed to be going because we'd almost have like two active things going on at once. And, you know, but besides that, it's really fun. Um I'm also playing Destiny. Um, it's kind of an interesting shout-out. Like, I don't know if everyone will be able to get this deal, but um, I've been playing that with my brother and my son, and we, my kid just had the demo version because I wanted to see if he even wanted to play it past that. You know, sometimes he'll, oh, I totally want to play that, Dad, and then gets bored, you know. And then he goes and plays down. Minecraft. Yeah, and he goes and plays Minecraft. And so, you know, you give the kid, you know, two or three times to see if he actually wants it because I've I've done that before where I've, like, he really, really wanted to play Civ Five with me, and I'm like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, it looks so fun. And so I bought him a copy of Civ Five, and I, it was real cheap, but whatever. And uh, we played it once, and he had a great time. He's like, and I'm like, do you want to play again? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so we, we demo things first, but uh, I, he really wanted to play it. So we went to GameStop, and I picked up a used copy of Destiny for five bucks, which, I mean, just first of all, if you want to play Destiny, five bucks is a really, really good, you know, check it out, see if you want to play two, two's coming soon. Um, but I, I actually got the Taken King um, legendary pack for that. So I, for five bucks, I got the game plus the first two expansions plus the legendary king. Um, is that what it's called? The Taken King? Taken King. I don't know. It's the Taken King legendary pack. So, yeah, okay. and the Taken King for five bucks. So... I took that, and he got my old vanilla copy of Destiny. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, worked out. That game's super fun, too. Like, it feels – Destiny is the game that I wanted Gears of War and Halo to always be. Um, it doesn't, like, bog you down with, like, cover systems. It's just kind of run and gun, and it feels great. And with 
playing with people you know is really cool because you can do fun like flanking things like there's uh, you play you fight a lot of and we're real low level i don't even think we've hit level 10 yet or we just hit level 10 so you're fighting you know kind of these kind of grunty you know couple shot guys and then they'll have a knight or a wizard with them and the knight and wizards wizards usually have kind of a shield that you have to break and then they've got a lot of hit points on that and so it's really fun to be able to like you know have two other people draw fire and then someone flanks and comes up like right behind with a shotgun a big shotgun blast breaks their shield and then it opens up for everyone else it's We've we've ended we've ended more than one firefight in that just kind of like whoo, all right I feel good and like you know hearts pounding and you know y- you die occasionally and reviving's pretty easy, um, but it just you feel good and the shooting feels good so I've I've really enjoyed I, I'd have a hard time picking whether I like the division or destiny more, um, even because they're you know on paper the same game they're both kind of multiplayer shooters they they approach that genre so differently that you could almost say that they're different. I mean, they're different games and it's very, very obvious that they're different games where the division is very cover based and it's, you know, get behind a barrier and then pop your head over or just pop your gun over and shoot at him. And, and destiny's really fast and running gunny. I don't know. They're both great. Um, so I played those two and I, we're going to play more of those. I, this is actually the very first weekend that I've had the opportunity to play rocket league and did not. Um, we totally, Ow. I know, right? I mean, it's been, and I'm going to say that's in the last year. Um, I've never missed playing Rocket League unless I was like on vacation and we just didn't. We played the division one day and we played Destiny the next day and I didn't play any Rocket League at all. So, Rocket League better step it up. I know, right? Um, and we're going to actually talk a little bit about that later too. Um, been playing more Black Mesa, the Half-Life mod. That's real fun. Um, my Thimbleweed Park review is up. I have both a written review on our website, BiteMePodcast.com, and on our YouTube channel, which is now YouTube slash BiteMePodcast, because you all are awesome. So you can, uh, it's pretty much the same thing, but you can read it or you can watch it. And uh, the game's awesome. Go buy it. Um, but news. News. Yes, you do some sort of, don't you do some sort of news song now? News, news, news. There we go. <laughs> We're going to work on that when Adam gets back, I think. It, it could, it, it can't be any <laughs> It'll worse. It'll be better. <laughs> news. There you go. There'll be an explosion first. Um, I just want to kick off news with saying Mario Kart's almost here. Comes out Friday. Friday? Um, on the Switch, we get the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yep, 60 so, frames a second docked. It's had phenomenal reviews. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is now, but like on Friday, I think I had 92% on Metacritic, so yeah. I people mean, love this game. Mario Kart 8 was great. Now they're adding a more fleshed out battle mode, right? I think so, um, yeah. So I remember how much fun I had Mario Kart on the 64 playing the battle mode. Like, yeah. that was so much fun. Um, Have you gone back to that? Because it does not scale well. <laughs> I, I'm guessing not, and I tend not to. Or maybe I go played back SNES and play. battle mode. I don't know. We played one of them on Retro Pie, and it was like, oh, this is real bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever remember playing that old of a Mario Kart, but Dan sixty four, I played a lot. Um, I'm just, I'm really excited. I think this is a great platform for Mario Kart. Um, I already have. Four half Joy Cons to play. Four half Joy Cons. Um, I hopefully will get a couple wheels on Friday when they're alongside Mario Kart in the store. If they don't all just fly off shelves, who knows? In this current state of the Nintendo Switch, um, but I want to play some Mario Kart. Yeah. So are you going to pick it up? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. I think I'm going to we'll... pick it up. I think we have to. We have to experience this. So, so can you play split? 
you can play two player split screen on a non docked Mario or a non docked Switch, right? I think so. So we're gonna have to like take turns. Yeah. Or we can just plug it into the TV. We could plug it into the TV. Excellent. It'll be the best lunch break ever. I'm very excited. Oh, that's true. We should that's that's gotta happen. Maybe yeah. we'll film it. Although the TV in our office is in a very, very dark part of the office, so maybe yeah. not. <laughs> we'll see. Either way, we'll it'll it be fun. Um That's that. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited about it too. I don't know if I'll buy it. Yeah. Just because I I bought Mario Kart 8 for the Wii, mostly because my kid wanted it. Um, like, literally, that's the reason I bought a Wii, because he was so excited about Mario Kart. And he plays it a lot. Um, I don't want to say it's not my cup of tea, but maybe I just haven't played it with the right friends yet. Yeah. Um, well, it is a game that's best served yeah. with four players. Because I've mostly played so. with him and my wife, and again, my wife's not a gamer, so she's not hyper-competitive, but we've had a lot of fun, um, you know, and I don't know, I... I Maybe I just haven't played with the right people yet, so I'll, I'll hold withhold judgment until after we play it together. Yeah, we'll play it, Good and dude. then we'll know. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is something I am super, super, super excited about. I can't believe we didn't talk about this last week. I think we recorded early in the week, so maybe this hadn't come out yet or it had just broken that day. But either way, we're going to talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2, which looks pew, 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 pew. absolutely amazing. <laughs> Far better than <laughs> Dylan's whatever that was those were the lasers those were, that's Star a blaster Wars, yeah the pew, blaster pew. pew pew it's good no, um, pew, 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 pew. you've seen the trailer right i saw it i didn't like click on it and watch it damn it dylan <laughs> i think i did and it like didn't play it's, um so i gotta go back and watch it it is but. so good and so like i'll i'll guess i'll preface this by saying that even though star wars battlefront one i guess didn't do well. It, I always really enjoyed it, and I've gone back and enjoy, I mean, my brother, my kid, and I played actually um, a week ago, and it's super fun. They've they've really improved that game too, from kind of launching kind of a bare bonesy thing through a bunch of DLC. It's gotten real big and real good. You can now play, um, you know, versus AI, which is great because I hate people. Um, you know, it's it's just good. Um, but this looks even better. It's going to have a story mode, which to me was the the thing that that would be nice. Yeah, you know, I I am never going to buy Battlefront or or no, what's the other one? Battlefield. Battlefield. Thank you. Uh, I'm never going to buy that or Call of Duty or Titanfall or any of these multiplayer games with the intention of playing a bunch of multiplayer because I just I don't. I don't like I said I don't like people. I, the idea of of going out and playing in these big like thirty two player deathmatch or even team match kind of thing it just doesn't appeal to me. Like first of all I'm not good and it would take so much time for me to get better that I'm always going to be that guy like hey you know you're on a sixteen player team and I'm fifteenth um, and I'm not sixteenth just because that guy only joined halfway through you know um, and so part of it's that I'm not good and and you know so. I not only don't want – it's not enjoyable for me because I suck, but I also feel terrible because I'm like, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry I'm on your team. Like, I feel real bad, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it's just not something that's super enjoyable to me. I bought Battlefront 2 mostly because I wanted to play with my kid, and we, we had a lot of fun playing it together, you know, whether or not we suck or not. And it's even better now that we can just play against AI. But um, the story in this looks amazing. You play – in kind of an interesting twist, like you you would think that this would be a you know your story is going to be Jedi based, right? And it's not. You actually play as a female character named I think Iden Iden Versio is I think it's how it's pronounced, and she's like a special forces commander um, who's fighting the Battle of Endor, and then you literally see the 
Death Star blow up in the sky behind them. Um, and everyone's shocked. They're like, and they literally turn to her and say, what do we do next? And, and you know, she being, you know, a, you know, I, I don't, is it patriotic when you follow the Empire? I'm not sure what that is. But, you know, she's a very staunch supporter of the Empire. And you don't know really her backstory yet. But, you know, when when you think about Star Wars, you always think of the Rebellion as the good guys. But to, a, you know, if you if you put Star Wars in the shoes of more familiar conflicts, you know, really the rebels are, are, you know, the terrorists that are blowing up stuff that, you know, are held by an actual elected government. And whether that elected government is right or wrong or evil or not, you know, they, you know, technically the rebels are, depending on which side of the coin you're on, the bad guys too, um, which is kind of a a weird way to think about Star Wars because, I mean, obviously, you know, Luke Skywalker is not a bad guy. Han Solo might be a bad guy, (laughs) you know, kind of chaotic neutral, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she, you know, she is a, a supporter of the Imperials and is going to avenge her emperor. I mean, I think she literally uses that, that phrase as, you know, we are going to fight and avenge our emperor because he's dead now. Um, and the story goes from there and apparently it's going to span 30 years. So you're going to get, you know, from the battle of Endor forward apparently, but parts of this are also going to take place, I think in the prequels as well. So they're going to span the entire Star Wars universe. And I mean, the prequels are Terrible movies, absolutely terrible movies. I, that's Dylan just kind of shook his head sideways, and that's real scary to me. Um, I was a little kid when these came out. Oh, okay. So I think then. they probably have a nostalgic. They're not as good. I still love four, five, six, and will always hold those above every other Star Wars movie. I feel, um, but something about being young and going to yeah. see the Phantom Menace, like it was enjoyable. You know, the thing is, is, I will say the Phantom Menace is. Not to, the, to me, Phantom Menace is the best of the three. Yeah, I, um, and I'm not one, a big two, Jar Jar hater either. No, um, not really. He's, he's dumb, but he's not. I mean, if you watch the movie a hundred times, I'm sure he's going to be obnoxious. You no, know, I think it actually gets better. But um, <laughs> honestly, because I've seen it, I don't know. I haven't seen it a ton of times, but I've actually seen it even recently in the theater. They did a re-release of it in 3D, maybe five years ago, and it's not it's not terrible. But two and three are just. Yeah. Um, especially two, like I two, like two better than three. Really, I did not like oh, the first man. Star two Wars is film. like watching like intergalactic C-SPAN. Like, I don't know. I kind of I don't know why I kind of like. That, I don't know I how you're going to set a video game in that world. Like you're just going to like load in, and then you and a bunch of other senators are going to argue about tariffs yeah. for but the you know, thirty Wars minutes until kinda, ten of you die. I mean, those are just big battles. Yeah, though, yeah. I guess. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there were some good parts of it, man. Like the the connecting tissue of two was terrible. Yeah. Um, but the and pod racing in one was really cool. Awesome. So, like, being a little kid watching pod, pod racing racing's was great. Yeah, that was I awesome. totally agree. And the well, N64 and game, real good. Star Wars Pod Racer, yeah, yeah. oh, so good. Yeah, I, I think that there's some definitely, but I think that the, like I said, the movies are not terrific, but the, um, the places that it's set, the the planets that you're on, the characters, the, I mean, like those awesome like starship or the fighter ships they fly. Those like the one that Anakin steals, those super sleek looking. Like those are awesome. I'd love to fly in one of those. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of possibility for this game. I'm I, I'm super excited about it. Um, it's only going to be better than the first one. I feel. Because and, and you've seen that so many times lately, where the first one's kind of like, "Hey, let's try this." Yeah, and it was really good, but it, it needs polish for yeah. sure. Um, and it needs a story. Like that's really what that game 100%. needed. Hundred percent. I actually I went back and just played one match of Battlefront because I like redeemed my EA Access code and just downloaded a bunch of EA games. It's totally free too if you have EA Access. Totally worth um, it. And I just clicked on it and I played a match and like 
it was cool, but it 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 just lacked that that connection yep. to any sort of story. I was a nameless soldier on this battlefield. There was no. I was didn't feel like I was fighting for anything. Until you magically picked up a little disc that made you into Luke Skywalker. Right. Which was just silly. And that is actually something that will not happen in the new one. The pickups are going to be gone. So you'll, you'll, you may not be able to like, and one thing that I miss like from the early, like, and this is early, like, you know, 1942 and the battle, early battlefield games is where you literally, you want to get a plane. Great. You run up to a plane and you take off. Like I miss yeah, that. And I, I don't think it's going to work that way, but yeah. How cool would that be? I really liked those old yeah. style battlefield and even the battlefront, the, the original yeah, battlefront yeah. game. I, which is still one of my favorite games of all time. It's I good think. stuff. So, but yeah, so uh, a couple other just little notes is multiplayer will have dedicated servers, which is great. Um, a lot of, a lot of games have kind of not been doing that lately, especially on the console front, which makes for a really poor multiplayer experience. Um, the card system that the first one had where you like get cards and redeem those for upgrades and stuff is going away. Yeah, I didn't care for that. I didn't. Well, and I mean, more because I did. I didn't even know if I. I did it, but my biggest problem with it is again, like, it means that if you're not playing that game constantly, it's very, very, very hard to be competitive. And if you don't get into that game, like on launch day. You end up being that guy who, I don't have a jetpack, I don't have cool guns, and so I'm just getting killed all the time because I don't have the advantages that other players do. And I mean, that's always going to be a part of those games. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of part of that game I don't like. I don't like having to grind, lose and lose and lose and lose and lose just so I can get enough whatevers to eventually yeah. get good. And I that's one of the biggest turnoffs for me about battlefront was was that needing to grind to get some new blasters and things which i've always felt battlefield was the worst at that as much as i liked battlefield like i hated having to grind to get a couple new weapons call of duty always felt so much easier to rank up and acquire new weapons um but and i don't play either of those much i mean i've played both of them briefly but again it's just not my my yeah. cup of tea, I yeah. suppose. But uh, Battlefront seemed bad. Like I, you know, I, I played the beta and I played the crap out of the beta, and then I really didn't play it. I, like I've barely played. I played so much in the beta, but I've probably played twice as much in the you know ten day beta because I played both the Xbox and the PC beta. Um, I probably played more in the beta than I've ever played after buying the game and owning it for a year. Yeah. Um, but it was very much after I bought the game, I got in and. All of a sudden, there was, you know, everyone was level 20, 25, 30, and I'm level one. And I'm like, first of all, why isn't matchmaking smarter than this? But at the same time, I just felt really inadequate against, like I said, you know, these guys that have jump packs and And, sniper rifles that can shoot me from across the board. Is that really necessary, though? Like, is it necessary to lock items from players? I don't think so. Um, like, I mean, can we just have well, everything unlocked from the beginning? I guess the thing is, is, and that's you know something they're talking about too, is that there will be progression paths in this. You know that the troopers will have progression paths, and heroes will have progression paths, and ships will have progression paths, and I think that's great. If those things are that, if you're not getting put in the same match as people that already have those things, you know, um, yeah, I don't have any problem. I mean, that's that's one thing I'm loving actually about the division and destiny is that's the entire concept of that game is grinding for better stuff. You know, yeah. you do a mission to unlock a thing to get a better gun. Yeah. You do a mission to unlock a thing to have, you know, better medical facilities. Yeah. And I mean, the entire loop of that game is built around it. And so many games, too. I mean, Borderlands, the entire yeah. idea is just... You're always getting better, but if, if there's a hard wall somewhere, it doesn't make sense. Like, what? you grind up to a point and then you're done. There's no more after that. That well, doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense. And, and if I'm 
playing, you know, in the division, I'm playing against things that are my level. No one has better stuff than me because they're all PVE. Yeah. And so all of a sudden going to a PVP game where I could be level one and someone else could be level 30 just doesn't seem right. And, you know, again, I haven't played this game competitively in almost a year. So maybe maybe a one couldn't be against a 30, but it always seemed everyone was better than me. I mean, everyone everyone's better at the game than me. That's just a given. Yeah. But it also seemed like they had better gear, which kind of from. It's silly. Even hitting my low potential. They have that gun that's better than yours because yep. it's just stat-wise better. Um, so thinking about a game like Overwatch, it just says go go fight each other. There's nothing that they have that you don't. Like, it's all skill. And that game works really well. Like I've never been like, oh, that perk that that guy has that I don't have yet because I'm not level 47. Like That will never that, – that situation will never happen. And I'm just wondering if part of it is that it's just not the game for me. You know, yeah. like maybe maybe it's just not. But you know, but the problem is Battlefront. I want it to be the game for me because I love that universe so much. I yeah. love Star Wars. But these other things are holding you back from yeah. playing it. I mean, so, playing the Hoth level, the one where the the Walker. Yeah. Oh my God! Like it's my favorite. I it is. It's way my. I mean, I've probably played that. Ninety percent of the battles I played that game have probably been that level. But I mean, it's because it's it's the closest I'm ever going to get to being in that movie. It's you yeah. know, they they feel so right. Um, and it sounds right, and it looks right, and it's gorgeous. I, I can only assume that this is going to be even more gorgeous. So I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited about the game, but really what I'm excited about is the single player. Um, although, again, it's going to be really hard for me to decide if I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a sing, you know, like a six-hour single-player campaign. But you know, maybe, maybe I'll play the, the you know, multiplayer enough to make it worthwhile, or my kid will. So, yeah. he, and that's that was actually a, a really strange realization for me is that he's so much better at it than I am. I mean, like ridiculously better at that I am. I'd play and I same thing. You know, I'm literally I'm playing in a 32 player match, and on my team I'm 15, 16, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I've I've held number one for five minutes." I'm like, "I hate everything about you. You're eight. <laughs> keep singing your songs, right? <laughs> Go play Minecraft. So when's this out? Uh, November 17th, which is the day after my birthday for those keeping Woo! track. So that sounds so good. So Cliff is going to be bombarded with copies of Battlefront for his birthday. Happy birthday to me. But uh, you can start playing if you have EA Access, which you should have um, because it's 30 bucks. and come on. That's a year. And I checked earlier and there are 48 or 49 games you get uh, with EA Access um, just for – it's 30 bucks a year or 5 yeah. bucks a month. So yeah. Like do it. Just give them thirty bucks a year. I mean, you're in a, you're saving. I mean, that means it's like but, a little more than two dollars a game. And yeah. there's some great games in there. They just put um, FIFA 2017 into it. Um, Madden 2017 is in there. I think NBA basketball game 2017 is in there. Um, I yeah. think NHL's in there. If you like sportsy kind of games, but Unravel's in there, which is absolutely amazing. Um, both the Plants versus Zombies, Zombies Garden Warfare which I, games I, are in there. I played that for a minute because I always was curious about They're trying super it. Super fun. They're pretty fun, but uh, just again, I need to play that a little bit more to even figure out how my kid loves it. Is, but but uh, those are in there. Um, uh, I mean, Battlefront is in there. Um, there's there's a ton of great games. Um, Need for Speed. Some of the Battlefield games I want to yeah, say are in there. Hardline and Four. Hardline, yeah. So, I mean, it's $30. If you have an Xbox, do it. If you have a PC, do it. It's the same, same thing. I subscribe to both of them. So I've got a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so you'll be able to start playing. Uh, I presume that that uh, Battlefront will play kind of like um, Mass Effect did where you get seven days 
and you can play X amount of the story. My guess it'll be a very small amount of the story. And then you can play unlimited multiplayer. So there's, uh, you know, it, it's a fun way to be able to get in and kind of see it earlier yeah. and, and decide if you want to spend 60 bucks to do it, too. Yeah. So it's good. Um, kind of in that same vein, I want to talk about kind of competitive versus quick play versus, I don't know, recreational play of games. Because, like I said, this is the first weekend I've not played Rocket League in a while, I'm kind of curious what Dylan thinks about this. I'm curious what y'all think about this, too. I'd, I'd like kind of feedback. It was a, it's just me and I'm a wuss and, you know, I'm antisocial. I, I don't know. But so so my kind of problem that I've had lately, and I'm going to frame this in Rocket League just because it's the thing I'm most familiar with. Um, it's really the only competitive game I play. Um, is that when you play, you know, in Overwatch parlance quick play or in Rocket League non-competitive matches, People don't take the game seriously. They screw around. They troll. Um, in Rocket League, they've got a big problem with people crate farming. So, you know, you get crates to open at the end, and literally people will put a rubber band on your A button, and they just drive around um, until they get kicked, you know. And then they take the crates that they win by being, you know, playing, you know, 48 hours of Overwatch, and they sell them. Or, I'm sorry, not Overwatch, um, Rocket League, and they sell them. Um, people don't take it seriously. People get down by two points and drop out of the game. Um, and then your team's going to lose because you, it's so hard to, like, regain the momentum of not having a third or going from a third player who's a, you know, bot back to a person and then to a bot and back to a person, you know. it's And so it's frustrating to play non-competitive games because people don't pay, play it seriously. But then you go and play competitive games and people take it so damn seriously. And they might not be that good either. Exactly. Um, you know, where all of a sudden you go from... You know, people not playing to win to we're down by one point and there's three minutes left. I'm not going to waste time doing this. Let's forfeit. I'm like, I'm not going to forfeit a game that I'm down by one or two points on when I could easily come back and, you know, win or tie or, you know, I mean, or lose but learn something in the process. And then they get pissy and they swear at you and say what a horrible player you are and, you know, spend the entire time typing and not playing. Or, you know, people on the other team that are abusive and awful because you're just not good enough to be playing against them. Or, you know, I mean, we hear it from the Overwatch community all the time. You know, you're you're not good enough to be playing competitive. Go back to quick play. But then quick play has all sorts of problems. So yeah. I, I just and, and I mean, quite frankly, like competitive i'd get pissed at the other player or i'm sorry quick play i'd get pissed at the other players you know i'm i'm never the person i would never take the time to type something to someone else because i'm not that person but you know oh can't get it together why can't he be better or you know oh he left what a you know loser whatever to feeling awful about myself in competitive games because oh we lost another game oh we ranked down oh man if we lose another game we're going to rank down again and so you know like either way i'd get out of the end of these games i just like did I have fun for the last two or three hours? Because either I'm pissed at other people or I'm pissed at myself and neither of those are fun. And, and I don't know what the solution is. Like, I don't know how you like, well, we want competitive where people actually try, but not too competitive where people are trying too hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that is smart because there's only two things here. There is you're playing for real or you're not. Yeah. There's no, I like to play a competitive game, I but play I'm not no trying what I'm to, doing. Yeah, I don't want to lose, but at the same time, there's not really a lobby for... I mean, quick play is supposed to be the idea where you can pick the champion that you're not familiar with and yeah. learn them, right? However, 
that's not always the best place to do that either because you're still just like screwing around yeah. in a match isn't that's not fun for everybody so there does feel like there should be one other level there yeah, that like, says like hey we're do, i need a super non-competitive like hey we're we're just learning or you know i want to practice you know with this new character i want to i'm practicing aerials like i need to get better at this stuff but i you know you're never going to get better against the bots yeah and training know? only goes so far right yeah totally um because it, it's not a real world situation yep. i mean you can field as many ground balls playing baseball but until someone actually hits, hits a ball at you. <laughs> it's completely different yeah. um because it happens at a moment it's not it's not that mechanic of like watching sitting there watching your coach sling a ball at you yeah. it's it's not the same as waiting all game for one ball to be put in that position and you have to you have to what's the word just you have to be there and you have to take that muscle moment. memory so and, you know i mean people so much of being good at those games is practice and knowing you know when this thing happens i hit these buttons and do this thing and the only way you get there is by hitting that situation a hundred times and if if the right place to do that is if I want to be able to play competitively but not have to play competitive, where where's that where's that middle place? And I think I think you're right though. Is there almost needs to be like a like hey, quick play is just you could be screwing around, you could be you know whatever. If you want to go practice, go practice over there. If you want to play seriously but not have to worry about rank, like I I would love ranked mode if there just weren't any ranks because you have like, no desire to grind. I up don't the ladder at all. I mean I do, but I don't like you said. You know, like that fifty one percent grind that's awful, and it's so like I'm very very competitive, which means that every loss is really hard, um, and it makes it less fun. So couldn't we just have somewhere where everyone's going to play seriously and have a notification system that's good enough in these games to say, hey, this person isn't playing seriously, but without and I mean, and that same system would obviously go into competitive, but without the onus of, hey, you're ranking up and ranking down every single time. It's just not – I know a lot of people love that, but it's just not enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, and I've I've noticed sometimes playing League of Legends specifically because this game has so many champions, right? Um, and obviously at some point you have to learn a new champion. So when you're doing just player matches, a lot of the times players – playing a champion for the first time will say, hey, I am playing this champion for a first time. And generally, people are pretty open to that. Yeah. And you told them ahead of time, that's very nice, but that doesn't always... It's not always easy to do that, right? Like, Xbox does not have a great chat interface. No. Like, it's not easy to do that. And some people just don't want to be on a headset because how toxic of an environment they can exactly. be playing in. Um, and playing one bad round, people are just going to rag on you real hard and no one needs to go through that no. i mean it's obviously a little bit a part of gaming in a multiplayer I mean, environment. in reality it's part of sports like, yeah I, I used to play a lot of basketball and there's a lot of trash talk and a lot of whatever yeah and a, a, a little bit of that is i think fair like it is trash talk is part of the game if if it's done the right way and it probably isn't done the right way anymore that's probably been lost yeah, yeah, in yeah. our culture a long time ago but, but i think the thing is is i never went and played a pickup game of basketball and had the guy who was on my team like running over there and playing volleyball while we're doing it like exactly and that's that is a really good trolling um, is an online problem yeah um yeah you don't really get away with that in person but our no. online anonymity kind of allows us to do that um well and i mean at the same time too like 
you might trash talk with a guy, but trash talk is is a very different than a guy in the middle of a tournament just like straight up typing everyone like everyone on my team sucks and I hate them. Like yeah. you never like that doesn't happen. Or you're awful and I hate you. Like, yeah, it, there's no GG easy in pickup basketball because then you get punched and and you don't trash talk your own team. No. Like that that's that's the other silly thing is you're rarely communicating with the other team when you're playing video games. Yeah. So it really doesn't have much of a place. Um I don't you know. don't get to play that mental cuz trash talking in pickup basketball is kind of your way to play a mental game with your opponent, right? right? Yeah, you're not you're not calling their mama like a whale, like right? that's stupid. But you can you spit on their game a little bit. But I mean, and, and, and the thing is, is like in a pickup basketball game, you're never gonna like use racist slurs. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tell you, there's there's a it's it's being online. You don't get hit, and you know in a pickup basketball game, you say some of the crap that I've seen get said, like. You would throw down. And oh yeah, I I've played in college. It's what I did for like three hours every day. I yeah. went to and played basketball, and I saw fights, and people didn't even say things like that. Yeah, it was just like they were playing the game a little rough. Yeah, it's adrenaline, um, and yeah. So, and I understand people are get excited when they play games because you still you should. Do, it's, I mean, it feels the exact same to me. Yeah, you're you're still unleashing some of those those chemicals in your body, and but. Man, the things people say is just terrible. It's crazy. And one, you're like, if you are one of the people out there saying these things, your insults are really bad. Like, you're not <laughs> clever at all. The The words you choose to juxtapose with each other do not sound smart or funny in the slightest. Um, you obviously don't have a writing career. So <laughs> just stop. Um, yeah. But I don't like I said I don't know what the solution is. But I I you're right though I need a I need I need a middle ground I need a place where people come to play seriously, but I'm not gonna have to you know like feel bad every time I lose or you know have some prankster troll you know dude on my team that yeah. thinks it's funny to you know I mean we we my brother and I were playing the other day and our third literally like I'm not even kidding was blocking our goals on purpose and trying to score goals on our goal on purpose and we're like what are you doing yeah I mean, and how does that help and and maybe maybe this really just comes down to figuring out how to combat the trolling and the toxicity in video games rather yeah. than creating a separate mode for people who are actually serious about playing video games because yeah. i guess people will always be able to squeeze their way in that but maybe yeah. it's figuring out that way as a community we can find a way to take players out of the game because they're just not playing the game i tell you like it wouldn't i would be okay with a switch box too that just said like check here if you want to play competitive and not know what your rank is <laughs> like yeah. that that might actually be okay like yeah I, and just, it, which is weird because i like i said i'm crazy competitive and it'd be but, interesting i bet you switch your box on later and you figure out you ranked really high and you yeah. didn't even care because the i mean time that's, you're the, playing that's it. part of the problem is there's a mental game there where you psych yourself out like oh i lost that last game i can't lose this game oh i can't i'm so oh i lost this game oh if i lose one more game you know yeah it's tough uh because i always talk to my buddies like oh i lost 200 points in overwatch and i'm like i i never really keep that, that well, i've got two it. friends that like every morning i get to hear their update on you know where they're ranking like how, how many bad points they, they sucked lost last and, yeah, night and it's and like it's like god just just don't even pay attention to yeah. it but it, i know it's hard and you always yeah. you want to be better so you're constantly getting like you're trying to lift yourself yeah. up and beat yourself down and lift yourself up and but life might just be too short that, yeah. that may be the the end of it so um a couple other quick news items uh if you want a Nintendo Switch and trust me as the owner of a Nintendo Switch you want a Nintendo Switch 
Um, Amazon. I like it. Yeah, you like yours too? I like it. Yeah. Amazon is going to have them back in stock next week. So today is Thursday that you're That's hearing soon. this. Yeah, it's, it's very soon. So first part of May, they will have them. Apparently, their priority is going to people that have Amazon Prime. So if you don't have Amazon Prime and you've never done their free uh, – trial subscription to Amazon Prime. You can get Amazon Prime free for 30 days. You should just have Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, frankly, yeah, you should have Amazon Prime too. But if you don't, you can get a 30-day trial and that will uh, let you kind of pop into that line earlier for those switches. Um, I think GameStop also has them too, if you don't mind putting down five or 600 bucks. Um, and you'll get a bunch of games that you probably want anyway because their things come with, I think, like an extra Joy-Con and you get... Zelda, like I, I would not buy it from them just because I think it's like a terrible, awful, stupid thing to do. Yeah, I don't but, think it's fair putting slapping those bundles together, but just for selling the extra items. Yeah, but I think whatever. it's really stupid. But if you wanted those things anyway, I guess you know it's probably the bundles could be way worse. I suppose. <laughs> so uh, there is that. Get a switch; they're fun. Um, and Overwatch again uh, in a interview, I think on. I don't remember where it happened. NeoGAF, maybe. Um, they were talking and saying, you know, hey, is is Blizzard going to, you know, be able to kind of keep up that? Oh, it was actually on the Battle.net forum. Sorry. Um, be able to keep up the pace of releasing, you know, another couple maps every year. Um, and is that enough? You know, are, are Overwatch players going to be bored with only two maps a year or do they need to, to kind of push that up? And the Overwatch game director, Jeff Kaplan, um, said that they actually have three new standard maps, so standard Overwatch, just like all the other maps they've released, um, that are essentially, you know, already being playtested. So they're they're kind of in that hopper. Um and those all three of those will most likely be released this year. So, you know, it's early late April now, so you've got what, seven months left in the year? Um so you're talking about a new Overwatch map roughly every two and a half months between now and the end of the year. I mean, who knows if they'll actually dribble them out that way. But that's a that's a lot of Overwatch maps for a game that, you know, I bought a year ago for 40 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, Overwatch did just come out a year ago, too. So. It's crazy, right? Um, it's, it's amazing to me how much that game dominates conversation. I mean, we talk about it constantly, and we don't even play it that much. Um, <laughs> I play it kind of, but yeah. we talk about it a lot, and we talk about how much Adam doesn't play it or doesn't have it yet. But yeah. I've played it more in the last two weeks, probably, than I've played it in the four months before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, they have three new, what they're calling non-standard maps. Um, so no details in those, but those are going to be like Lucio Ball, and they're going to be like this um, PvE uh, uprising map. Uh that they're also hoping to kind of push out, you know, over the next, you know, six months to a year. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on right now in Overwatch. And, I mean, if you if you haven't bought it, I, like, I don't know if anyone still hasn't bought that game. I think it's got, like, 25 million people playing it a month or something crazy. You know, it's not a bad time to, to do it. Um, like it I said, usually goes on sale, too, for 35 bucks. Pretty well, and if you're frequently. a PC gamer, like, PC gamers actually kind of make out on Overwatch because you can buy the standard edition. Um, and the difference between the standard and the deluxe, I think, is literally just skins. Um, it's 40 bucks. It's 40 bucks all the time. So and, That's but, a good deal. Yeah. And the but the console editions do go on sale all the time, too. Yeah. And so. all this makes me want to do... You know what it makes me want to do? Play Overwatch? Yeah, but... It makes me want to like buy another copy of Overwatch or like buy some crates or something because I just feel like I got my money's worth and I, not often do I like 
man, I would have paid like more money for this yeah. game. But I'm just like very happy at their model um, and the way they they do this. Like they're yeah. No, I agree. I felt I, the exact same I'm way about of, Rocket I'm, League. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, I feel the exact same way about Rocket League. I bought that game. The first copy of it I got for free. Um, when I bought my Steam Link, um, I bought a copy on the Xbox, I think, for full price. And then I think I bought another copy on the Xbox. I think I might have bought a copy for my brother, too. I don't know. I've bought a couple of them. But even still, like, yeah, if you want to release some sort of stupid car, I'll buy your stupid car because yeah. I love what you do. Yeah, um, I just – I'm very supportive of how they do games. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that kind of games-as-a-service model that you're seeing happen a lot these days, too. Yeah. So. And this is a – an example of someone doing it right, because obviously it's not always that's not always the case. Yep. But um, they've created a great game and they're supporting it in the best way possible. Yep. I agree. Um, and keep keep us wanting to play it, giving us new uprising events. Um, I'm just excited to see what's the new map. I agree. I am too. So. All right, we are reader question time. Woo woo. Yep. Uh, first question from our good friend Vinny, who I. I feel real bad. If you've seen me write his name anywhere online, I've spelled it wrong. I spelled it wrong in our show notes again. Uh, Do you, so, is there another Vinny in your life? No. I don't. I think I, I honestly think my cousin Vinny is spelled with a Y, and that's where I got it from, the movie or whatever that is. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's, a, he's a Y, not an IE. Hey, Vinny. Yeah. So, How are you doing? He did say that he wants that to be our, our permanent intro to him, too. So we might have to figure out a way to make that happen. Anyway, his question for today is, if you were wanting to get someone into video games right now, uh, presumably someone who is not a gamer, what would you have them play? And that is a question I've been asking myself literally for the past 22 years since I met my wife, who is a non-gamer and does not wish to play games. Um. And so due to my unsuccess, maybe I'm not the right person to ask, but I will tell you my opinions anyway. Um, I think the best games to play for someone who is not a gamer is to find out what interests them. The only game I've ever gotten my wife to play, pretty much ever, besides, you know, little one-off things here and there, is she loved playing um, Kingdom Hearts with me. Um, And by that, I mean she would literally sit on the couch and say, like, oh, hey, there's a thing over there. Oh, hey, you missed that thing over there. No, 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 go kill those bad guys. And we played through 80 hours of Kingdom Hearts with me doing everything and her watching, and it was absolutely incredible. It was so amazing to come home from work and her to go, like, so, hey, are we going to play some Kingdom Hearts tonight? Like, it was the best 80 hours of my life. Um Besides that, like I said, we've played Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. Um, she's a huge fan of Tetris-style games, so we've played a lot of kind of Tetris-y stuff, Tumble Blocks. Um, God, there's this other Tetris-style game that I cannot remember the name of, but it's awesome. It's got, like, physics applied to it, and, like, so you're building up, like, almost, like, houses on islands with things, and there's, there's like, slippery physics, and there's wind, and so they'll fall over that. She liked that a lot. Um, she's a huge fan of the, um, oh, what are those kind of hunt-and-clicky games on the DS, uh, Professor Layton. She loved the Professor Layton games. We used to play those, not together because they're single-player DS games, but we'd play them kind of at the same time and help each other on the, the stuff. But I think a lot of it's just find out what that person's interested in and and play with them. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes like a great multiplayer game like um, uh, like Overcooked or, you know, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time is a great way to go. But sometimes it's, you know... A game with a great story. Like, I've heard um, Persona 5, uh, which I've not played yet, but I hear it has a, just a terrific story. And sometimes it's really fun to play a game together, even if it's only one player, and 
just play at the same time and help make the decisions together. Any of the telltale games, third try, would be great because it's, you know, you get to a point and then you make a decision. You can figure out what your decision is together and then people love know. decisions or they don't. It could be either way, you know. Um, but I think that, you know, just finding that that niche that they enjoy and you know odds are very good it's not going to be especially if the person's not a gamer like trying to get them into like some sort of like third person or first person game is never going to work because if you've never like it seems ridiculous but if you've never played a first person or third person game before giving someone a controller and expecting them to be able to understand how to move in 3d space like it you and me and everyone listening probably is like oh yeah i pick up a controller just happens but you don't like do you remember you're not old enough um Back in the day, um, like Doom, Doom 2, you moved your characters using the arrow keys. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Quake came out. They're like, no, 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 everything's WASD now. And then you use the mouse for mouse look. And I'm like, that's absolutely insane. Why would you ever want to do that? And it was really, really hard to figure out how to go from, you know, using your space bar to shoot and your arrow keys to move around to this weird 3D space where you're using mouse look and, and you know, strafing. It was real like strange. real life. And then when Halo... Halo came out, it was the same thing. They're like, here's this controller. You've got these two, two weird sticks. sticks. And, like, I mean, I will tell you, the first 10 minutes of me playing Halo was me shooting the ceiling and then me shooting the floor and then me shooting the ceiling and then me shooting the floor and then a bad guy killing me yeah. because I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And, you know, I got there. But now what feels very, very natural to everyone listening is very, very unnatural for anyone else you play games with or that doesn't play games. So what do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with – 100% of what you said. Um, no, I'm brilliant. Yes. <laughs> um, find, figure out who this person is. Like, I would give them kind of a short survey uh, because you do want to know what they like. Because, for example, like, let's say Kingdom Hearts is bad. Like, it's not a good game. I know everyone loves Kingdom it's Hearts. Real good. I haven't really played it. It's, I'm really interested to now that they just re-released it yeah, on yeah. the PS4 again so I can play through all of them. But if someone loves, like, Disney... Yeah, and that's why she liked it. She, um, she could care less about the Final Fantasy side of that game, but she's like, oh, Mickey Mouse. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like someone's going to like that game whether it's good or not. Yep. So if you just find something that kind of transcends the video game for them, like... If someone loves Legos, like, there's plenty of Lego games. Like, they might, I mean, they might enjoy that um, just because it is kind of cool. Like, Yeah. Oh, there's so, I, I've played the Lego games with my wife. Same thing. They're super easy to get into. They're, there's no, nothing hard about those. It's really, you don't ever die. Like, they're great. Great uh, game to play with your kids, too. And so I think, I mean, something to be said about that isn't just, like, the aesthetic of the Lego games, but it's, it is a simple game. So yeah. sometimes And you introducing... get to play as Harry Potter. You get to play as, you know, Indiana Jones. Yeah. You get to play as it's stuff that they understand. So that's fun, but the game also isn't super complicated. Yeah. So I think it is smart to introduce people with a not super complicated game. Um, something like Firewatch, where you have this great story. It is not complicated at all, but it's still a gaming experience. Um, I literally did not play Firewatch or um, oh that puzzle game that we gave a copy of away. The Witness. The Witness. I literally held off on playing both of those for six months because I'm like, I want you to sit down and play these games with me, and I could just never quite get her to do it. But I think I think we would have had a fantastic time playing Overwatch together. Um, Firewatch. Yes. Overwatch, Overwatch would not go well. No. <laughs> um, but then, like, games like Wii Sports, like, yeah. um, the Wii did something incredible, and, I mean, it transcended all of what gaming was and made it accessible to literally everybody with yep. Wii Sports. And those games were fun. Like, Wii Tennis is awesome. Like, that game is fun. Um, like, my mom played 
Wii Tennis with me. Oh, like, that is awesome. saying something because, like, when I was really little and really naive, thinking my mom would play video games with me, I was like, Mom, play Halo with me. And she'd, like, we'd just look at the sky the whole time and then she'd, like, give up. <laughs> she was just like me. And she would just storm off and do dishes or something. Yeah. But, um, you know that a game's, it, it's no good when your mom's like, no, I'd rather do dishes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, Maybe like South Park Stick of Truth. That would be another great game. Um, <laughs> it has to be a special if, person. <laughs> if that person likes that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, these are just great games that aren't like it's not that th- moving through 3D space button combos, nothing crazy like that. Do not make someone play a fighting game. No. Like don't do that. That will punish people. Um you just something like Mario Kart. Yeah, Easy Mario to pick Kart up, takes you a couple, you know, you know, track things. Yeah, to, to, trips around the track uh, to kind of get the feel of it. But I mean, Mario games in general, like yeah. they're just so iconic to yeah. to gaming. Um, and then like the Lovers in Dangerous Space Time, like yep. um, you'll have a lot of satisfaction from these kinds of games. So, um. I think it, you mean if you know somebody, you'll you'll know what to what to suggest to them. I think maybe maybe twenty seventeen will be the year I finally turn my wife into a gamer. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna, it's not happen. gonna happen. Oh well. Uh, next question. We actually have two questions from Kevin S. Uh, his first question is, "What is your biggest gaming accomplishment?" Dylan actually wrote something down. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think of what that. What is that actually? What does that question I think mean? That's good. Um, the only game that I've ever got like a hundred, all the achievements and like completed one hundred percent was like the first Borderlands. I think that's the only game that I, I didn't really think about being a completionist on that game. I just played it a lot, and the stuff they have you do is achievable. Um, some games just like I'm not gonna go collect all one thousand pigeon feathers that you spread out <laughs> over the map like i'm not are gonna you gonna get that. the 900 seeds absolutely Zelda? not like i have absolutely no desire to do stuff like that um i kind of feel that that's hokey and i have no interest in doing it and yeah, i wish a, it didn't are you a big achievement chaser no not yeah, at all me neither don't care um like oh i got an achievement yeah uh whatever but i'm trying to think of what else might be an accomplishment like other than maybe What's, like, the first game you completed? Yeah. Like, what was the first game you finished? The first arcade game I finished was Afterburner, which I thought was really cool. And then my buddy Hans told me that if you just feed enough quarters in that game, anyone can beat that. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I beat it for about five bucks. I guess that's good. Um, I don't have any idea what the first actual game I beat was because yeah. I've been gaming since I was five. Like, And, I mean, quite frankly, like, beating games in the, like, Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo era was... Not nearly as common. I mean, I beat Contra pretty right. easy, but I don't think I've ever beat Contra without the Konami code. I might have beaten Mario more times than I can count. You know, I yeah. it's I don't I don't remember. It's just it's too long ago. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, like since I was pretty little, like beating Mega Man Two, beating Super Mario sixty four, yep. beating Army Man Sarge's Heroes, like actually just completing a game was a big monumental moment for me because I I just didn't. You can't expect little kids to just yeah. push through a game beginning to end, especially if they didn't have a memory card at the time or whatever it was stopping them from, like, 
mean, I there's multiple times where I would like go to school with my NES running right. or whatnot, and I come back and like continue playing. Hope the power didn't go out or something <laughs> in a windstorm. So, so I, one of the podcasts I was listening to on the way to work, they were saying that uh, one of the things that they remember doing was beating i want to say ninja gaiden or maybe shinobi where it took him like five days to do it and having to leave their nintendo on for like five days and like hoping their mom didn't notice you yeah know? exactly <laughs> run up the power bill right <laughs> i think probably my biggest gaming accomplishment i'm gonna say gaming as kind of like a gaming was the the method to which i got there but over the last four years i've done it three of the last four years i've raised Thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred dollars um, for uh, hospital charities doing the extra life marathon. So I've done. I know I, I think I made three hundred bucks the first year, and then I skipped a year, and then we did five hundred dollars or five hundred fifty dollars next year, and I think we did five hundred fifty dollars this uh, in twenty sixteen. So that was a pretty yeah, no, a pretty cool. cool thing to have done. Yeah, um, I mean like. That doesn't put us anywhere near like what some places yeah, but raise, but just for one, I mean, one person to yeah, go yeah. raise some money. It was me, cool, like hitting so. up my family and friends for yeah. uh, for money. I think no, we'll. Great. I'd love to do that as a group this year and do like a bite me. Yeah, group. we should definitely do that because it's um, it's really fun too. Like twenty four hours does not seem very long until you're trying to stay awake. Um, like the first eighteen, nineteen hours are real easy. Nineteen through twenty four are insanely hard. or even like it's really funny like 19 through 23 is really hard like yeah. when the sun comes back up it's not too bad um the first year i did it, we actually did 25 hours because it was daylight savings day and so like in the <laughs> middle of the night you lost an hour and so to make it from like eight to eight, i think we played eight in the morning until eight in the morning the next day i actually had to like we actually had to play for 25 hours yeah. so that that was a pretty big deal for me yeah i did a 24-hour gaming marathon once for a school project so um that was kind of a cool it's hard yeah it's not yeah. Really I think not. I would have been able to do it way better in my 20s, too. Like, the first year I did it, I was probably 35. And, yeah. man, like, you you hit about, well, at least for me, you hit, like, 30, 31. And all of a sudden you're like, man, eight hours of sleep a night is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Kevin's second question is, has there ever been a game you really liked and wanted to play, but it was just too hard to quit playing it altogether? Dylan? He's got some good stuff written down. Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> ha, just kidding. That's I didn't actually want to play it anymore. Um, it was just bad. So I, I really quit wish you bought it. that physical because I want to play that so bad, but I don't want to pay for it. Same with Dark Souls. I really want to play Dark Souls three, but I just don't want to pay yeah. for it because I think I'm gonna hate it. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of a joke there because his question is like you really liked and wanted to play. Like I originally wanted to like this game because apparently it was good, and I just think it's absolute trash. So that's not actually when my you answer hear for people talk about those games like they're just like the second coming. Like people love Bloodborne, love Dark Souls, and love the love the meta, love the combat, love everything. And I just they sound terrible. Yeah, um, I, I, I absolutely one of them don't it get it. Um, at all um but similarly to bloodborne i ninja gaiden yep like those games are notoriously hard i'm thinking specifically when the one came out on the xbox yep. um i remember getting that and thinking like oh my god this would be so great just like when i was a kid and it was it was insanely hard and i still couldn't beat it. it's super hard i beat the first boss on the first level and then would just get wiped after that. Yeah. Um, and that took a lot to get past that first boss. So, um, But I'll be frank. Go back and play any Nintendo game you remember like as being, oh, this game was so fun. Go play Mega Man 2. It'll beat you. Oh, yeah. It'll crush you. That's why the, the new Capcom, that Saturday morning cartoon pack that Capcom just released, that's why it has a rewind button because 
it's just not the same. Yeah, those games were brutal. Um, it's the way they were designed then, I guess. They were but, made to be brutal. Yeah. Um, because, because you, I mean, the reality is they're short. Like, yeah. you, you want to be shocked by a game. And, like, you probably have to be about my age. But go, remember remember how it was to play Golden Axe when you were a kid in the arcade and, like, oh, my God, that game's so hard. It's got to be so long. And then go play it on, like, a MAME emulator or something so you have unlimited quarters or go to an arcade that lets you play with, you know, nickels so it's not super expensive. The game's, like, 20 minutes long, maybe. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Bloodborne, though, is, like, yes, this game is much larger than those games. Yeah. But I feel like its difficulty is attributed the same way, though. Like, there's just these... I mean, you're either overloaded with enemies, big enemies that will kill you, like, super fast. So it's – there's not – to me, there's sometimes not skill involved because, uh, like, the controls would just – bad camera angle, I get hit with a club, I die. Like, that's not – that's not a When I hear people talk about it, too, like, you know, oh, I played this one boss for 45 minutes. I'm like, Why? Why? Dear God, I mean, like, first of all, like, the odds of me sitting down and having 45 minutes just to play games, like, it happens sometimes, but that generally means that I'm either up real early or real late. And I don't want to spend it fighting one boss. Right? Uh, Well, or more appropriately, like, doing that, like, I guess I'm going to have to pause and come back. That's how uh, Rise or Shine was for me, where I had to leave that game running for days because I was you couldn't save in between in the middle of levels, and I beat someone, I'm like, I'm never doing that again, and I'm at a checkpoint but if I turn this off, that checkpoint goes away, and I don't have the 45 minutes it's going to take me to beat yeah. that boss again or get to this point in that level again. It's just not yeah. It's not my thing. I think maybe that's a game for young kids. Yeah, if you're a masochist, cool. Right. Like, that's fine. Um, and then my other answer for this is fighting games in general. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of fighting games. I want to be good. Injustice was fun, and I was okay at it. Like, nowhere competitive. Yeah. Um, I just really don't want to memorize strict combo strings well, and, and like, I, and I think nowadays it used to be just like memorizing like I could do all of Ryu's special moves and uh, note can't do the, any of them anymore. Yeah, um, but also like nowadays it's like you know oh the distance from you are you know so you know the reach of every character you know like where the frames interrupt and you know like blah. yeah um, that just doesn't really interest me yeah. uh, in a fast paced setting like. Games like, I mean, the amount of stuff you might memorize to when you play Magic: The Gathering, for example, like there is thousands and millions of card combinations, and that's different because there. I mean, you have so much time to absorb all that information, and when you're sitting down thinking about a hand of cards and something, you can kind of play at your own pace. I mean, you can't sit there forever, but I don't want to have to like think about that when I'm like moving joysticks and yep. pressing buttons. Um like Hearthstone, yeah, I can think about okay, if they have these cards, how do I counter that? But like again, I have a certain amount of time, the hourglass will run out, I can make my decisions. Yep. I don't want to do that like thinking about all that stuff in a fast paced environment because I'm just gonna get beat and like I'm working way too hard to get beat like that. So yep. I think for me the the game that I really want to like and it's just too hard is uh, probably every single real time strategy game ever made. Um, That's a good answer. I want to. I I love the idea of them. I like. I played not a lot of, but I played. I think like the original Warcraft two. I think there was like fifteen human levels and fifteen orc levels, and I probably played like 13 of each of them that just got too hard. And and so ever since I'm like, oh, real-time strategy is my jam. And it like, like I like to think that I'm not, like I'm not brilliant, but I'm I'm smart. 
Um, and like, I'm pretty good at kind of strategy related things and high level thinking. And I always think I should be good at real time strategy games. And I'm a hundred percent not. And I've bounced off literally every single one ever made. Like I bounced off Starcraft, Starcraft two, loved the idea of the, um, Oh shoot. I'm going to blow. They were made by cave dog. I don't know. Anyway, you know, all of these different real-time strategy games, I want to be good at them, and I'm just not. I, I either spend too much time thinking about it and too much time base building and not enough time unit building, or I build too many units, they all get killed. I'm just – I'm terrible at them. And as much as I want to be good at it, I'm just not. And so I literally just don't play any of them anymore. Um, the exception being is I'm very, very excited about a game coming out called Tooth and Tail, which is a – uh, real-time strategy game that the, enti- the entire game takes place in like five to seven minute quick runs. So it's not like huge base building. It's not anything. It's like literally just quick strategy and you lose and you start over. Um, and you play as like like woodland critters. Like yeah, that game sounds really fox. cool yeah. to me. You can play it split screen. It's very pickupable. Like that game really intrigues me. Yeah, so. I'm really interested by that because... I'll probably still be real bad at it. I think I just realized why... I feel the same way about RTS games. Yep. I really want to love them, and I love playing Age of Empires. I love playing Warcraft. I love civilization. Two, like I love Warcraft being 3. able to like sit down and like really think out what I'm doing. But you um, put the real time in front of it, I'm just screwed. The Warhammer Dawn of War games. Love all those games. I f- I play them okay, but I feel like I'm not good at them. And to invest so much time playing those large campaigns and Playing for 45 minutes and then losing. Yeah, and not really knowing why, maybe. Like, yeah. why didn't that unit perform better? Because it comes down to all those tech upgrades and yep. stuff. And it's, I just don't know know the game that in-depth. And They're just hard. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it, And it's again, it's probably just a matter of playing them more and getting more into it. But, it, like, I bounce off them so hard that it's not even enjoyable because I'm just losing, 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 losing. Um, the game I was thinking about was Total Annihilation um, and the uh, Supreme Commander games. Like, I wanted to love both yeah. of those and was just just couldn't, just wasn't good and at them. I don't. I guess I don't feel as bad losing an eight-minute game. Right. So I can lose ten eight-minute games and feel better than... And probably be better by the end. I think that's the problem is, is like, a StarCraft game that could last 45 minutes. That's how I feel about all of the MOBA games, too. I'm like... Like, yeah, I could probably get better at those eventually, but losing, 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 you know, that's, I mean, 45 minutes is usually about the time I have to play, like, after work. And so to play one game and lose, and maybe do that same game and lose for two weeks, that's real hard on my head. Right, yeah. So, um, anyway, next question next comes question. from my lovely brother, Colby. Colby, um, Colby, Colby. Exactly. His first question is, is, have I ever beat Revolution X? Because I have. And I will tell you a really sad story. So Revolution X, if you're not familiar with it, is an on-rails like shooter game where you actually have like a gun. You play it in the arcade and you, know, you shoot stuff. Kind of House of the Dead. Starring Aerosmith. And that what? is <laughs> just as bad as you would think it would be. But Can we have a moment of silence for this? Right. It's so bad. Um there used to be a place uh, called – well, it still actually exists. It's called the Nickel Arcade, and it's, uh, it's, there's a couple of them in Utah. And you'd pay like two bucks to get in, and then all games were a nickel. And so when my brother and I were – probably when I was like 17, 18, I could drive. Um, over the summer, every once in a while, we'd go, and we'd pay two bucks. And, and we, it's, like my dad actually like won a bunch of nickels in mesquite gambling on like a nickel slot. So we had all these nickels, and so we'd just go, and we'd play for a couple hours and leave. And so – you know, you could play these games for 
you could beat games because you could, you know, you could pump a buck worth of nickels into them, and you know that was a lot of plays. And we were playing Revolution X, which is this terrible shooting game, and we'd been playing it for I don't know forty minutes, forty five minutes, and it gotten to the end, and I ran out of nickels. So I ran over, like, I had a couple bucks and went over to the charger to put in my nickels and get, you know, put in my dollar to get a couple nickels back. Ran back to the game, and some, like, 10-year-old punk kid had taken over my gun. They beat the game. I mean, literally, I missed the last three minutes of Revolution X, and this little dorky 10-year-old stole my game and beat it with my brother. I'm like, that sucks. So anyway, I have not beat Revolution X, but he has, and it sucks. Um, but his actual question is, what is a game that you loved as a kid, but you went to back as an adult and thought this is really bad? And that's paraphrased because he's a disgusting person. Um, there are so many of those games that it's, it's hard. Um, especially to me, like those late eighties, early nineties, like. PS1, N64 era games, they just don't, they don't hold up. And the gameplay still might be good, but some of them are so unattractive that they're just not, I, I look at it and go like, I don't even know what that is. That's a triangle with some horrifying face bitmapped across its face. Um, I think the good news is I think a lot of like 80s and early 90s games, that kind of Atari slash NES slash NES, those are all still very, very, very playable. Um, That's so funny. That but, is but just... you know, I will say, though, as pixel games are getting really big now, you look at a pixel game from right now, and then you go look at a pixel game from back then, and you're like, oh, there's a big difference. I just yeah. finished Thimbleweed Park, and that's all pixel graphics. And I'm playing full throttle now, which you can actually look at what the original 1995 pixel graphics from that were. And... It's night and day difference what you can do with like a, you know, 16.6 million color palette and 1024 or uh, 1920 by 1080 resolution versus, you know, when you're back then playing it, maybe 800 by 600 and, you know, a 256, you know, color, color palette. It's, yeah, for sure. It's different. So it's cool though that we can, uh, we can make a new game in that style yep. though. Um, you, I mean, th- I, it has a style like the the N sixty four PS one era three D platforming shooter genre doesn't that doesn't really have a style it just evolved yeah. into a better yep um, so you we can't make that better necessarily I mean you could just reskin those games and make yeah. those games again but and and that's actually what they did with Full Throttle it's just a reskin and that is well I'll get more into Full Throttle probably when I get closer to finishing I'm about halfway done with it now. But that was a terrible idea. They reskinned a game and didn't change the gameplay at all, and that is extraordinarily problematic in that game. There are some sections of that that are almost unplayable because, like, gameplay that worked in the '90s just does not does fly not today. So, um, I would say, in addition to old games, um, Morrowind, which was the, so the let's see, that's four games ago in Skyrim, right? So it's Skyrim, and then that would have been the Elder Scrolls Three. Yes, so two games before Skyrim loved Morrowind. Like I, in like probably 2001, 2002, I bought like this just mammoth computer and by mammoth, I mean, it was huge too. um, paid like two grand for it. And you know, 2001 money, um, it like top of the line, you know, penny M four, uh, <laughs> and could play Morrowind. Like finally could play Morrowind because that game was very, very demanding. And, you know, I'm not going to say I adored it. I probably only played maybe 15, 20 hours of it before I just like, huh, I've been 
you know, storytelling around Vivek for you know six hours. Now I'm con aboard, but I loved that game. Absolutely, you know, just loved the idea of it. And so it went on sale maybe a year ago, and I bought it for like three or four bucks. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go play Morrowind game because I remember enjoying that game, and it is unplayable. Like I couldn't make combat work. I couldn't figure out how. Like how do I swing a sword? What's going on? I literally played through the. Uh, tutorial, I played it for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, accidentally killed a city guard because I was trying to figure out how my sword word. He killed me, and I would have had to start the game over. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I haven't gone back to play Morrowind, but I remember Don't. trying to play Morrowind a little bit, and I'm glad Oblivion was so much better yep. um, because I remember being just trolled by this mud crab. Like... <laughs> I could not fight a mud crab at the beginning of the game. And that's my big problem with some older RPG games is just like you are such garbage at the beginning of the game before you get any stat increases that a mud crab will beat you. Yeah. Um, that's a problem. So I'm glad we have come up with better designs for games since then. Definitely. All right. Last question is from Mark S. And he says, what makes a game so bad that it's good versus being so bad that it's completely unplayable? So I thought about this question, and then I listed some games that I thought fit this category, and then I tried to figure out what do these games have um, that makes them good being bad. Um, And I think it kind of comes down to being a B-movie and being like an enjoyable B-movie. That's exactly what I thought. Um, So maybe the game is cheesy but has some redeeming quality to it. Um, And my... Again, it's hard to say this game's mechanics are so bad, but I still enjoyed it. Like, that's very rarely... Like, this game is still playable in the sense that, like, you can actually achieve what the game wants yeah. you to. So I think I think the thing is, is you can have bad gameplay or bad controls, and those usually just make a game bad. But as long as it's got okay gameplay and okay controls, if the story is just stupid fun, like, they it, can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and if you may not take it too seriously, right? Serious Sam, I think, would fit that if you played that. Yeah. Like, the game was just stupid, but God, it was fun. Yeah, and I, I want to ask you, does Saints Row 4 fit this category? 200%. It is literally probably in the last five years one of the games I had the most fun playing. And everything about it is stupid and over the top and just goofy. If you don't kind of know the story of it... You, if you've played Saint Row Three, Saints Row Three, you've essentially played Saints Row Four because it took place in the exact same universe, exact same map, and just got wackier. Just got wackier. They gave you superpowers. By the end of the game, you could literally jump a thousand feet in the air and then fly across the entire map. You could do these. You were invincible. Like nothing could kill you. It was because essentially you were playing inside. Like it was really meta. You were inside a hacked video game. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Every the characters were all super over the top. All the guys are these like just big macho buff guys. All the female characters are these just horrible tropey, you know, vixeny underdressed women. And it's it's like it should be offensive to. Everything in 50 different ways. And, oh, my God, it was so fun. But it's awesome. Oh, I love that game. And the best part is, like, Saints Row 1 and 2 were just pretty serious GTA clones. Exactly. That were really, really good. Good story, good gameplay, serious games. I Then the third one came out. It was wacky. But it was still, it was believable, but it was wacky. Yeah. Um, but then Saints Row 4 went off the wall. And, like, you're the president and you're a superhero and you're... I mean, you're just... It's amazing. And I was so, so disappointed when they 
they didn't they're not making another one at least as of right now their new game though is really close to being out i don't remember what it's called but like i think it's being demoed right now it's a press so should be out soon did you ever play gat out of hell the expansion i haven't played. i didn't either i keep thinking i need to i have it downloaded but yeah i don't don't even think i own it so but so saints row 4 is a game that's just crazy but the gameplay works in this game like it doesn't have any problem there um a couple uh kind of along the same lines the along the same lines was Rogue Warrior, which was this. I remember it being really hyped, and it's like this like spec ops Navy SEAL mm-hmm. type guy, first person. But then it like will flip to third person in tactical sure. cover combat kind of, and you do stealth kills and stuff. But I remember this being pretty hyped. Mickey Rourke did the voice. <laughs> Which is the first giveaway <laughs> that this game is going to be so bad that it's good. Um, but, like, go back and check out this game because it is, it is like, The Expendables. And I think that's what, that like, movie. that movie is so bad that it's good because yeah. they put all these action heroes in a movie and it worked really yeah. well. Um, but that's exactly what Rogue Warrior was. I mean, Mickey Rourke was the voice of this guy. So, I mean, that's cool. That comes to mind. Um I don't remember playing that game very much, but it totally that comes to mind. Um, South Park N sixty four, which I never played. Um, wacky. Um, there's a lot of turkeys gobbling. <clears throat> You're th- got toilet plungers. You can pee on snowballs and throw them. You can like throw Terrence and Philip fart dolls. Like <laughs> this game was crazy, but it, I remember it being so much fun, and it was like a multiplayer shooter um, at that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Earth Defense Force 2017. Oh, I was trying to, he's, he's got EDF 2017. I'm like, what is that? Um, which is funny because it's set right now. It is the year 2017. And in this game, you are like this Earth Defense Force agent fighting off giant ants and wasps and uh, things attacking the world. Like anthills are popping up and like fire ants are coming out of the earth, like size of houses and attacking you. And this amazing. is currently happening now. It, it, my um, house is like that right now. I fight off ants, giant ants, every single day. But in no way, if I explain that game to you, should you say that is a good game, but it is so much fun to play. <laughs> so I think that perfectly fits. When did that fits. come out? Um, that was Xbox 360 era. And there's been a couple iterations since, but I think this one, it was it was just so much fun. That's uh, amazing. I remember playing that. And then like a game like Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Like That game gets so much crap. Um because it's it goofy. might have rightfully gotten so much crap. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But that is a good volleyball simulator. Like for two on two volleyball, it's a good volleyball game. I, I think that Dead or Alive volleyball, literally, you are the only person in the entire world who's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I. Can't. It's it's like saying I played Dead or Alive volleyball for the volleyball is like reading Playboy for the articles. I'm right, pretty sure, but it's. The thing is, it's a good volleyball team. Like, I would say it's bad. Like, I have no reason to say it's good if it really wasn't a good volleyball Maybe you're game. You're a fan of realistic breast physics. Yeah, or volleyball. Like, I, I love volleyball. I'm a tall human. I am good at volleyball. I never played in any sort of competitive light, but, like, I dominated volleyball in PE because I was taller than the net. It's fair. And I would spike the ball and knock people over, <laughs> and it was fun. And you've been able to fulfill that while playing as a... Busty girl yeah. in a string bikini. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. All right. Um, good questions, everyone. Thanks. Appreciate that. It, uh, it was kind of a slow news week, and so it, it, it helps. Uh, a couple free games, Games with Gold, uh, for May uh, have been released. Uh, first one all month in May is 
I think it's the Guiana Sisters, Twisted Dreams. That's how I think I would pronounce that. It's the director's cut. Um, I have not played this game, but um, we've actually had a couple people write in because we liked Ori and said that if you like Ori, that this game is a great platformer kind of in that same vein. It looks real fun. Um, it looks like it also has kind of some of the same things that like um, over what now? What's the not scary game where you can change in between dimensions over land? I don't know. Outland? Outland, thank you. Um, Outland does and uh, Guacamelee does where you switch between like present and weird dead land where you're switching between those things. It looks like some of those mechanics too. It looks real fun. Um, That is all month in May. Uh, Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. I think it's Osiris actually. I think I copied that down wrong. Um, Is super fun. It's a third person twin stick like exploration game where you play as Laura Croft and – are exploring all these temples. It's actually like the the tomb raiding part of Tomb Raider, um, but it's all like this third person isometric thing. Um, it's multiplayer too. I played it with my kid. It's really fun. Um, a lot of puzzle solving, that kind of thing. Um, that goes free on May fifteenth, and then the f- one through the f- first through the fifteenth on Xbox three sixty. But these are all backwards compatible. Is Star Wars: The Force Unleashed two, which is awesome. Um, they're short, like seven, eight-hour games, but they have a very distinct path if you play the dark side or play the light side. Um, those are both really fun. Um, and then the 16th through the 30th is uh, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, which is, I believe, that may just be movies 4, 5, and 6, but that might be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I don't remember exactly. We'll find out soon. I guess we'll find out. And I'm very excited about Second play, those part Star of the Wars games. So. They're really fun. Um I would say the only downside with the Lego games is these are the old Lego games, and so they they don't play nearly as well. They've got a lot of camera issues, but they're still super fun. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is we mentioned it earlier, but FIFA 17 is on EA Access both on PC and Xbox now. So give that a go if you have EA Access. And like we said, if you don't have EA Access, it's 30 bucks. It's totally worth it. Um, I think that... It's kind of going to wrap us up for this month or this month. We're done. Done. Actually, I think technically this might actually be our last podcast of this month. So we are done for the month. April done for the podcasting month. done. Um, where can you follow us, Dylan? Everywhere. 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 Um, everywhere. Facebook.com. Facebook.com. Slash bite me. Bite me. Twitter.com. Slash bite me. YouTube. Bite me podcast. Bite me podcast. Bite me podcast. Dot com. YouTube. YouTube.com bite me. Slash bite me podcast. No. Is it podcast? Bite me. See, we shouldn't have asked Dylan this question. Don't ask me this question. Bite me podcast at Facebook, at Twitter, at YouTube, and bite me podcast.com at our website and bite me, B Y T E, at bite me podcast.com if you want to email us. I don't know if we've ever gotten an email from someone. They all hit us up on Facebook and the Twitter. Yeah, email is dead. That's what I hear. Thank God I hate it. It's not It's not the best form of communication. No. You can also find us on the PlayStation Clubs. Communities? communities. Yeah, Xbox Clubs. Club. And we also have a Steam Club. Um, Vinny actually hit me up. He's like, do you guys have a Steam one? You have this PlayStation one and this Xbox one. I'm like, hey, we do. Um, and I just never told anyone about it. I was the only member. <laughs> so we're there too. Uh, finally, last thing, if you want to play Inside, which everyone does because Inside is probably my favorite game of 2016. It I know, ranked pretty there, high yeah. for you. It ranked pretty highly for Adam. We are giving a copy of it away 
this coming week. So probably starting Friday, you'll be able to enter to win. Watch our website, watch Facebook, Twitter, and you can win a copy of Inside on the PC. It is awesome. So anyway, Dylan, your final parting. Goodbye. No. I mean, yes. Bye. There we go. <laughs>